The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I don't care how fast you can do Fran if the barbell never touches your shoulders on a thruster. Yeah. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't care what your pull-ups, how fast you can do Fran if you never straighten your arms on a pull-up. We haven't learned the mechanics yet. Yeah. Once you get the mechanics, then I want to make sure that you can do that. I want you to make sure that you can do those movements when I'm not watching. Mm-hmm. And are you showing up four or five days a week? And then if that's the case, then from there I want to see, okay, what's that next level? Like that's why I record scores. Are you, can you go a little bit faster than you did last time? What confidence is has nothing to do with winning or the leaderboard. What confidence is, is knowing that you giving your best efforts is enough. All right. Hello, Ben. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> uh, today we are going to, um, we did this once before where, um, for those who don't know, uh, the CFNE, the gym, has its own podcast called The CFNE Way, where you sit down with one of the head coaches there, Dan, um, and he um, asks you questions, a lot of times questions that come from members, mm-hmm. right? And it's a it's an opportunity for um, you guys to talk to your members really specifically about things going on in the gym and uh, ideas and issues and all this good stuff. Um, and occasionally, you guys have a conversation that feels like it would be cool and appropriate to bring over to this platform as well. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, we're going to bring over a recent CFNE Way episode called the CrossFit Life Cycle, um, and it's a um, and we'll obviously you guys will get into it in a couple minutes. Um, but I just wanted to intro it and ask you one little question, a bit of context. So the question you guys talk about in the episode is this idea of um, well, we don't really nobody's ever done CrossFit for 20, 50, 60 years, whatever it is. So how do we know that this is good? How do we know all this intensity is um, uh, not detrimental in some way? Um, and so we're not going to dive into that right now because obviously you guys are, you guys will talk about that. But the question I wanted to talk to you about real quick is you're in a really unique position where not only are you sort of at the center of an affiliate, you're also sort of at the center of, of high level CrossFit Games training. And I'm curious how you think about and how you talk to people about um, the distinctions between those two very different but mm-hmm. obviously very similar paths that you can take within the gym, right? The, the CrossFit Games track or just the, the I'm a, I come four or five times a week to my affiliate. Um, for the outsider who just sees, maybe they see the CrossFit Games, they think that that's CrossFit. When anybody who's in a gym knows that there's actually quite a bit of distinction. So I'm curious where, where you sit sort of at the center of so many things. How do you think about the, that differentiation? How do you talk to people about it? How do you suggest people talk to, talk to other people when they say, when they, when, you know, if I go to an affiliate and I say, Hey buddy, you should come. And the response is, well, I've seen it at the CrossFit games. There's there's no way I'm doing that. They look crazy. So I'm just curious how you over the years have started to think about that differentiation. Yeah. I think the, the biggest realization is that there is a differentiation. I don't think a lot of people even realize that they see it, it. I mean, it, they are doing CrossFit at the CrossFit Games. And when you're at your affiliate, you are doing the workouts potentially that they do at the CrossFit Games. Probably not on the scale, magnitude, loading, or anything else, and certainly not the volume or intensity. So the 
easy way to kind of differentiate this in my mind is, you know, someone sees the CrossFit Games on TV, a member, uh, you know, one of our members goes and talks to them and says, hey, you should join the gym. They're like, no way. I can't do that. I can't even do a pull-up. Like, I need to get in shape before I go to CrossFit. Yeah. That, like, I got to get in shape before I go to CrossFit is like saying, I got to learn to play guitar before I take guitar lessons. <laughs> it's like CrossFit is there to teach you how to get into shape. Why learn all these bad habits? Why not save yourself a whole bunch of time and do the most effective training program that's ever been created as evidenced by what they're doing at the right, CrossFit Games? Right. But kind of at a higher level of like what the difference is, a lot of people have, are familiar with what it takes to climb Mount Everest. Right? Maybe not the specifics, maybe not like, you know, the acclimatization, how long it takes and the money and the permits and all that stuff. But people understand it's a potentially life-threatening thing that you have to train for your whole life to get there. And it's reserved for the elite few. And even fewer that set out to make it actually get there. Right. AKA the CrossFit Games. Mm -hmm. The CrossFit Games are climbing Mount Everest. There are only a handful of people every year that actually make it. And the people that do make it have dedicated years of preparation to get there. Yet all it is, is walking. <laughs> That's yeah. literally what it is. It's walking most of it uphill. Yep. So what we're saying is, I know you're not going to climb Mount Everest. I know you're not going to do that. Want to go for a walk? Mm -hmm. Would you care to go for a walk, maybe through the woods, maybe with a slight incline, slight elevation? That's literally what a CrossFit class is. It is a baby step version of what you're seeing there. Now, are there people that take it a lot farther? Yup. Are there people that climb Mount Washington and are, climb, Kilimanjaro you know, kill, yeah, or, even Kilimanjaro, yep. which is like, so like there's yep. the spectrum for everybody, right? Yep. From climb, from taking a walk around the block to climbing the park in your neighborhood to setting out for a three- you know, a three hour hike to a overnighter to Kilimanjaro to something in the Andes to Everest, right? And Everest is the CrossFit Games. I love that. That's cool. I never heard that before. Um, great. So let's, uh, let's jump to your conversation with Dan. We have a couple more member submitted questions. Great. Very excited about. Keep feeding them and we'll talk about them on the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna read this word for word because it's very well worded and I don't wanna screw it up. It's kind of about the life cycle of a CrossFit athlete, whether it be someone who considers himself like elite, RX, or just kind of like lifestyle. Basically, any, anyone in CrossFit. Okay. The question. No one has done CrossFit for 40, 50, 60 years yet. Yet. Nor can I think of any lifelong activity so focused on intensity to produce results. Thinking of long-term effects and injuries related to any sport, what would you foresee the experience of a CrossFit athlete to be after decades? Okay, like the question. I think we have, probably have to define some terms before we answer that, though. So Correct. they're saying CrossFit athlete. So what do we mean by CrossFit athlete? We're talking about a CrossFit athlete that's trying to compete at the CrossFit Games, or are we saying the people in our class are athletes? Let's you pick. Let's, let's, let's talk, talk, we'll talk about both. Yeah, you pick. Let's start with people in our class. I okay. think that's relevant too. Okay, for right so um, for people in our class, what the question is, just to surmise and make sure I have it, um, no one's really done CrossFit for 50 years. How do we foresee um, our um, capacity or injuries or health in 50 years if no one's ever done it? We're just hypothesizing. Yep. What's this going to look like? Science. Yeah, um, especially since um, there's never been this focus on intensity was a part of it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... In terms of that, I think we defined the term there as well as intensity. Intensity means 
<laughs> working really hard, right? So it means trying to go faster, trying to lift more weights and things like that. Here's what I would um, caution um, anybody with is the focus is should not be on intensity. I think that's a misnomer. So if we are focused on intensity, I can tell you what, the, what it's gonna be. You're gonna be broken. Because what that means is you're trying to work as hard as you possibly can for as long as you possibly can. That's not a recipe for longevity in anything you do, right? You have to create sustainability. And for there, what we call is threshold training. Meaning that at that nice blend of technique and intensity. So we want you to move to where you can move well. The tenants that we have put in place, a principle that we have in place when we start people off is called MCI. MCI stands for? Mechanical, no, mechanics, consistency, intensity. I was trying to come up with something clever. And that I would've been really, yeah. that would've been on the spot really quick, okay? Um, mechanics, consistency, intensity. This is the approach that every athlete should be taking, regardless of doing CrossFit or regardless of we're doing um, yoga or you're doing triathlons or whatever it is. We want you to getting moving, we want you to be moving well. That means functional movement patterns. I want you to be able to squat, get off the toilet, you know, in the real world, get off a chair. I want you to be able to go below parallel and stand up with the right movement patterns. And then from there, I want you to be able to put things above your head appropriately, pressing, putting the luggage in the overhead compartments, you know, putting a canoe up on top of your car for the road, for the camping trip, um, or doing a push press jerk or strict press with the barbell, like it's all mm -hmm. the same thing. Yep. From there, the next thing I want you to be able to do is kind of hinge at the hips and be able to pick things up off the ground like a deadlift in the gym, but in the real world, it's picking up your pen that you dropped or it's picking up the groceries or your child or the dog to put them in the car. So in that sense, that's the number one thing we should be focusing on is are you moving well so you move well outside the gym? In that case, like 50 years isn't enough practice. We want to be practicing this for our entire lives. Mm -hmm. Hopefully people start this at age zero and at 50, they're just getting really good at it, right? This is something not, we didn't invent any of the movements inside this gym. Picking stuff off the ground, sitting and standing, putting things above our head, throwing things, running, lunging, jumping, all those things are natural human movements. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, let's, get to do, let's do those better. Then from there, the next thing is kind of the opposite of what the question was. The more you do it, the better. So mechanics, consistency. I want you to do that all the time. I mean, like, honestly, like I want you to, every single time you pick up the kids, I want you to do it with the right technique. Every time you are picking up a, the canoe to put it on top of the car, I want you to do it with the right technique. So it's a consistency play. Now, doing it in a coached, controlled environment where we can measure progress like a gym is the perfect world to practice those movements, mm -hmm. right? Then if we have mechanics consistency, then I want you to work at the appropriate intensity. And that intensity is the intensity that you feel like you're working hard enough that you're outside your comfort zone. And that's it. Yeah. I don't need you spilled out on the floor. Now, I'm not gonna say like, working as hard as you can so your heart rate goes to 180 and you, you see blurry for five minutes. If you are competitive, like you're gonna do that. You're playing the sport. But in terms of the program that we're trying to create, that's not what we're doing. I want you to work relatively hard outside your comfort zone. Do that over a lifetime and in 50 years, you are going to be better off than you were before. Yeah. That's the long-term play of that. That takes, yeah. So a lot of that takes a lot of long-term thinking depending on what 
what part of the journey you're in. If you're already a little bit older, maybe you're just kind of in that mindset because of the circumstances. But what would you say to someone who's kind of in their 20, like, like I'm invincible, like myself? Yep. What would you, you say to me, Ben? I would say, <laughs> I would say that what I just said, nothing changes. Yeah. It's just that your relative intensity is higher than my grandmother's. That's all that, it's the only thing that changes. In terms of the spectrum of what I just said, I want you mm -hmm. moving. I don't care how fast you can do Fran if the barbell never touches your shoulders on a thruster. Yeah. Like I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't care what your pull-ups, you know, how fast you can do Fran if you never straighten your arms on a pull-up. We haven't learned the mechanics yet. Yep. Once you get the mechanics, then I want to make sure that you can do that. I want you to make sure that you can do those movements when I'm not watching. Mm -hmm. And are you showing up four or five days a week? And then if that's the case, then from there I want to see okay, what's that next level? Like, that's why I record scores. Are you, can you go a little bit faster than you did last time? And a little bit faster doesn't need to be wrecked on the floor and I'm so sorry I can't come in for five days. Not only does it not need to be that, it shouldn't be that. If you are doing that, you're actually taking away from your fitness. Think about trying to get the most fitness in you can in a month. Well, if you work out so hard that you have to take three days off, you've missed two or three of those days that you could have been training. Much better to scale back the intensity a little bit to keep the second most important thing, consistency. It really is in that order. No matter the age, no matter anything else, you're just gonna have a higher work output relative to your threshold of intensity. Cool. And on the other end of the spectrum, kind of the, the competitive side of it, um, obviously the competitive side, we t it takes a little bit more of a toll on your body. Would you say, following your competitive career, you just go to that mindset or does it change a little bit? Okay, so this is, this is a great differentiation because this is a 100% different conversation that we just talked about. Yeah. Mechanics, consistency, intensity, it still matters. But in terms of the longevity play, what we're trying to do with most of our members is we're trying to get them to shoot for a real, a target at a really low distant horizon. I want their gains to be so slow and minimal, but every year they're getting better and better to the point where I don't care when you start with us. If you start with us when you're 13, 33, or 63, I can almost guarantee you in 10 years from now, you're gonna be fitter. So if you start with us when you're 75, what I can say to you is at 85, you'll have better functionality and better health than you do right now. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can say that with confidence if you follow our program. Now for an athlete that's competing to try to go to the CrossFit Games, they don't have that luxury and that's not their goals. That's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to get as fit as they possibly can for the open in March. So their trajectory is way different. We're gonna try and put in as much volume, as much loading, as much intensity. This is not new. This is the same thing if you're playing football. Mm -hmm. We're gonna try and get as good as we possibly can before the season starts. That's why preseason training is so intense, right? In the, the double days of August and stuff like, and all those things. And then football training practice is so hard during the week and we're trying to get as good as we can for Sunday and then we gotta get as good as we can again for next Sunday. Totally different. Now, if we do that over the course of and with Sunday's games are really destructive and mm -hmm. you know, hard. They beat the body down. That's why the average NFL career is three and a half years. Three and a half years before you're washed up and then that, that career, that three and a half year career, takes five to seven years off of your life. Literally. At least. At least yeah. that's, a, that's a fact. It's, oh. a, it's actually, I'm not, I'm not saying it hypothetically. Oh, it's a yeah. research thing. It takes five to seven years off your life if you play in the NFL. Wow. It, like, what we're trying, to, what those guys are doing in CrossFit might be closer to the NFL than what we're doing inside the gym here. Mm -hmm. It's literally, 
apples and oranges. It's two different things. I get it. It looks like the same thing because they're doing thrusters and we're doing thrusters. I get it because they do Fran and we do Fran. What they are doing is they are training for the CrossFit Games, which is not, nothing any of us ever do in our lifetime. They are competing to excel at a test which is unknown that lasts multiple days outside four or five days with 10 to 15 physical grueling tests smushed inside of that week. It's like nothing else in sports. Because of that, they have to be so physically peaked and dominant and that takes a toll on their body. Mm -hmm. So if you were to ask me, what is a regular CrossFit athlete's lifestyle look like? What, are they, what is a regular CrossFitter? Me and the regular people that do classes in here, where are we gonna be in 10, 20, 30 years? I would say we're gonna be killing it in terms of the life spectrum. Mm -hmm. If you were to ask me, where are the games athletes gonna be in 20, 30, 40, 50 years? I have no idea. That's the, that's the question, the mystery to me. Because those guys, that's probably what the question's alluding to. Yeah. Those guys are working in intensities. Those guys are working with volumes. Those guys are training at a level that we've never seen before, including like Spartan warriors to today's Olympians to people training for the NHL. Like no athletes, I'm going to go on record saying this, no athletes, and I know this because I've, I've trained a few from other sports and I've trained athletes in the sport at the highest level. I don't believe that there is an athlete's athletes in other sports that train at the level that high CrossFit level athletes do. Mm -hmm. From a 360 degree encompassing recovery training, I think that they are investing their lives into it more than anybody else. Yeah, it's a great differentiator kind of between the two and definitely puts like the everyday things we do in here into perspective. You have to differentiate, yeah. it's two yeah. things. Are you doing this to be a professional and make a living from it? Mm -hmm. Or are you doing this because the end game goal is to look better, feel better and live longer? What do we always say? Feel good, look good, ought to be in Hollywood. So, no, we never say that, but I'll take it. We've never, we you've never spoken those words to me. We've never had that conversation. Uh, we're going to kick ass into our 90s. Oh, what's up? Yes. Yes. Yeah.